Yeah, motherfucker. Shut up, I'm talking. Shut up, I'm talking. So how have you been? I've just been uh, peachy. How so? Well, well, I uh, got a raise. A hey. small raise. Yeah. A small raise? Yeah, yeah 25 cents. That's better than I'm going to get. I know. And I thought, well, all right, it's better than nothing because I'm quitting this job anyway. I literally do nothing and even it's getting to be too much. I, <laughs> I can't stand it. And I, I know how bad that sounds, but I don't care at this point. Well, I was greatly offended this afternoon when you put me on hold for an extended period of time for a customer. Yeah, I know. I didn't want, I didn't have a choice. Dick move. This guy, and uh, he took a look, couple of minutes because he was very angry. Oh, nice. Well, he says, I came in, he comes in, he goes, I had a, I have a storage lot here. And I went, okay, what's your base number? What, what is it? So he gives me a number and it comes up and says, it's vacant. And I'm like, well, so I go to the former customer tab, right? Look up his name. There he is. I said, well, did you move out in July? He says, here, you moved out like July 17th. And he goes, no, I never moved out. And I said, well, this is what it says. And two people have rented that spot come and gone after you and <laughs> it's empty right now. So he's like, oh, where's all my stuff? I mean, how do I know? <laughs> it says here you moved out. I said, give me a sec. You know, he's getting nasty with me like I did something. I said, give me a second. I'll, I'll find out what happened to you. It come to find out. He stopped paying his bill, and he was he was contacted and contacted. Well, they, uh, they auctioned his spot off. Sure. We get like three it's, months or something? Yeah, longer than that back then because I wasn't exactly on top of it. <laughs> and uh, he just I said oh it was auctioned off on what you? I had priceless heirlooms in there and I'm like, sure. oh, okay was <laughs> your Rolex collection in, involved <laughs> there's no security there right no yeah. this place has been busted into so many times <laughs> he gets mad he's like I had never signed out and I didn't buy. and I said listen you, here it is where they sent you certified mail they sent you phone calls you know, emails, you never responded, didn't pay. You got auctioned off. Well, uh, you're going to hear from my attorney. And I went, okay. You know, what do you mind? What do we do? You know, and that makes it even worse because he didn't have to put me on hold. I could have listened to that. I thought of it afterwards. But, you know, I couldn't stop. I said, oh, wait, I was going to go, hold on, hold on. Somebody <laughs> needs to hear this. <laughs> yeah. Make sure you mute me. <laughs> yeah. So nobody can hear you laugh right he, in the guy's face. Right. But he goes, like, oh, I'm going to call your, you know, who, who's your boss? And I went, you know, I told him who my boss was. Well, I need you to give me his number. And I said, I'm not allowed to give you his number. I'll take your number and I'll have him call you. When's he going to do that? And I said, I don't know. When he does it. <laughs> not his fucking babysitter. I don't handle his, you know, what am I, his secretary? He's getting on my nerves at that point. I was like, listen, man, keep it friendly. Are you going to lose twice? <laughs> I get. Uh, I I can't say what we do at work, but uh, it's in the financial realm, and we'll get these calls from people, and they go, "Well, I received something, and uh, it, it this isn't for me, and I I think this is a scam." And I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> yeah, uh, okay." What is it? Yeah. I don't. You can call the cops if you want. What would you like me to do, sir? And so I thought, you know, on my last day there, I get one of these calls, and they go, "I I think this is a scam." 
I'm going to pull the phone away from my mouth and go, they're on to us, and then hang up. <laughs> you know, when I had that telemarketer <laughs> job in Hollywood, when somebody would start saying this, the guy next to me, he would just go, okay, can you hold on a second? And then you can always hear him say, oh, what for? And he goes, because I want to pull my pants up. <laughs> <laughs> I would start laughing and completely throw me off whatever script I was reading to whoever I was talking to, and I would just have to hang up. <laughs> Man, that was funny. We haven't discussed that, the telemarketer's job. When was this in the canon, in the succession of jobs you had? Where, where was this placed? The first job I got when I was there was Man's Chinese Theater, and then it was the bookstore, and I think that was after that. Then it was the telemarketer job. Were you selling something? Yeah, it was the whole that job was actually a scam because we were supposed to call people, right? Businesses and restaurants and stuff like that. And we had to pretend that we were their local supplier of cash register tape. And then you get them to buy a box of this cash register tape for an outrageous amount. They had a whole script and, you know, the whole nine yards, and they would give you uh, telephone book pages from all over. It's all cold calls. Yeah. After about 10 or 15 minutes, people would realize it's a scam and hang up. Once once you re- once you they realized what you were doing, you were supposed to hang up. Was that in the script? No, that was in the, the handbook, the employee handbook. Wow, it was written out like that. Because you, had to t- you couldn't tell them who you were or where you were calling from. You had to say, oh, I'm your local supplier and we're having a sale on these cash register tapes. <laughs> Another job I should have never quit because I was making... That was the job that paid me the most the entire time I was there. Yeah, it was like $15, $16 an hour. Wow, and that was this late nonsense. 80s? Yeah, which was good back then. You know? Sure. I know probably get arrested for doing it now. I mean, yeah. how many how many bottles of uh, a night train you could afford oh. on, on that salary? That's enough to kill you. And um, just, imagine, doubt. just imagine how many pair of yellow leper-spotted boots you could buy. I could. I, had a whole, I could have had a whole leper-spotted wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> and would have walked around proud too so uh screw you you're still proud of that i am proud of it yellow leopard those, spotted those are great they're the best pair of shoes i ever owned have you gone shoeless since uh, I, I, <laughs> only in my heart okay <laughs> like i said you would get bored very quickly doing these things because it, it was an absolute scam so i one day they gave me these all these phone book pages from uh denver it's just whatever's on there. And, of course, I came across a uh, phone number for a party clown <laughs> and immediately started tormenting this poor person. Because <laughs> it, it was one of these, like a phone message, the answering machine. Uh-huh. So it was like this gooby, chuckles the party clown or something <laughs> oh, like that, you know? And I, just, and I started saying stuff. You're worse than a started, mime. Oh, yeah. And after about the, I don't know, but eighth or ninth message I would let it run out, and then I would make another one and another one. Then somebody finally answered off. Who is this? Who is this? Do you know who it is? And then I hung up. <laughs> who is the uh, serial killer clown? John Wayne Gacy. Yeah, John Wayne. It could have been him. You yeah. scared John Wayne Gacy. Oh, I scared somebody because they were not happy with what I was saying. I'll never jerk off over a corpse again. I got to say, I, it, it amused me all afternoon. <laughs> I, uh, then I quit it because it just got, I just kept going, you know, I can't keep doing this. It's ridiculous. That's Chris, a common theme. Why do I keep quitting jobs I shouldn't? Because I was making a lot of money. I, apparently you don't learn. 
No, that is the one true constant in life. Matt, you just got a quarter raise. Don't leave. Yeah, don't don't screw it up. You're on a career track. <laughs> Come on. Well, you know what? A dead end is a destination, too. Yeah, okay. <laughs> there you go. I think I put that on my fucking tombstone. <laughs> How long did you last there? Oh, like uh, maybe two months, three months. And wow. I think they were going to get shut down. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah, they were going to. I think it was getting close to. They were going to pull the plug off. But I shouldn't have quit it because. Because uh, you could have gotten arrested too. Who, you know what? Who cares? I, it's not like I had been arrested before. How many times had you been arrested by that? Like four or five times? No. God, what am I, Al Capone? No. <laughs> Your many assaults against the homeless? Yeah, take it easy, man. I don't do that. Roaming the streets looking for homeless men. <laughs> That sounds like a very different kind of crime. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a brand new story. I, I have never heard the story of you in that uh, occupation. What other jobs that I have? I had, let's see. The, oh, here's something. Do you, do you remember when I was, t- uh, I got the job on the radio station? No. Yeah, I got a job as a DJ while I was there too, but I couldn't take it because it interfered with my uh, school. I actually went in and auditioned and they gave me the job. And what was, what did it entail? Was it you talking up records? No, I had to go in there and they put me, they gave me a little script and they, I had to read a steakhouse commercial and they said, wow, you're pretty good. And uh, they gave me a job. They all, they offered me one and it was going to be, uh, it was on some kind of syndicated show and, uh, I couldn't do it because it conflicted with school. All right. Now I'm just thinking back to you trying to do those lines for the Christmas episode and going, how the fuck did he lose the ability to speak? That's because I wasn't, you know, it wasn't written down in front of me. I wasn't reading off a piece of paper. All right. It was written down. I had to write, read it, just read it off the paper. So it was, you know, it was good. It was good. A syndicated, like, show, like, show, it had news and all, you know, kind of, they told me all about it. I didn't pay attention. I was just waiting for the money. They were on a bunch of different stations in uh, California, Oregon, and then one of them was in Hawaii. I remember that. Well, you know, I think you took the right decision because you turned down that opportunity and instead you made 50 cents in a band. Damn, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I don't regret it for one second. So, uh, screw you. Asshole. How dare you? <laughs> See, you have made correct decisions in your life. Yeah. yeah. Hanging up will be my next one. <laughs> Let's get back to making, uh, talking about your life. So what'd you do for Christmas? This past Christmas? No, uh, Christmas 15 years ago. Yeah. Fuck you think I I'm just talking went, about? I uh, <laughs> just went down to my mother's for the weekend. You know, that reminds me, did your father ever have the, uh, the talk with you? No. <laughs> no. Yeah, I didn't think your father had much interest in your upbringing. <laughs> I think, he, he, you know, he just, you were there. <laughs> Now, my father would drive me in the uh, police cruiser to the bus stop, and uh, we would sit in silence listening to WTOP while he smoked. <laughs> That's some bonding time right there. And then when the bus arrived, he'd nod in my general direction. <laughs> yeah, okay, get out now. <laughs> Purpose served. That's right. Well, you know, my father wasn't much better unless, unless he was forced or he found it amusing. Is he the one that gave you the Mac Boland books? He did. Was that the talk? No, the talk was actually before this. 
You know, when I was a little kid, you come home from school, and I used to watch Gilligan's Island and you know Batman and all the, you know all the sixty sitcoms. Uh huh. But when the Batman was on, when the Julie Newmar Catwoman or Batgirl was on, it used to drive me crazy. <laughs> I used to, I literally used to run around in circles because they were just amazing to me. I don't know who designed those outfits, but he should be canonized. He really should. I know what my special purpose is. Holy man, because it used to, it, it was Julie Nomar, Catwoman, Batgirl, and then Joy from the Bugaloos. I don't know that one. <clears throat> because she was always getting kidnapped and tied up. And I, oh, I really Lord. Liked, oh, yeah, it was quite a show. The Bugaloos had a rat dressed in an SS uniform. Nice. It's one of those weird, trippy 60s British kid shows. So my father's in there watching one day, and I'm going ape shit over Catwoman and Batgirl. And then Gilligan's Island comes on, and of course, Ginger and Marianne. So he goes, come here, I want to talk to you for a minute, because my mother was getting concerned. Cause <laughs> it's like humping the floor or something. Lord. <laughs> so, He's chipping the paint on the floor. <laughs> I can't tell you how many floorboards he'd ruined. So he threw my brother and sister out. He told them to go outside. Uh, Sit down. I want to talk to you for a minute. I'm like, and of course, I immediately thought I was in trouble, starting to come up with reasons why I didn't do whatever it was he was going to, (laughs) right? He goes, I'm going to talk to you, and I want you to answer me honestly. You know, you're not going to get in trouble. And of course, to me, that means I'm going to get in trouble. (laughs) I don't know. You know, I don't know what I did. You know, as far as I know, I didn't do anything. And he goes, Do you like girls? Right? That's what he did. He goes, you like girls? And I went, yeah. And he goes, I see you like that cat woman. And I went, yeah. And he goes, good, because I ain't raising no fagula. Oh, my God. Right? And I went, what's that? And he goes, you don't worry about that. I'll ask the questions. Right? So TV was still on. He goes, I have a question for you, and I want you to answer honestly. And I went, okay. So he points at the TV, and he goes, Ginger or Marianne? And I looked at it, and I went, Marianne. And he goes, okay, can you explain why? I said, really? You want me to tell you my honest thing? And he goes, yeah, tell me tell me what you think. <laughs> and I said, listen, both Marianne and Ginger are really good looking, so it's not like you're going to lose either way. And that Ginger, she looks like she's a good time. She looks like she's up for anything. And my father, kinda, he goes, he starts nodding and says, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm tracking with you. And I said, she looks like she's up for anything. And I said, Marianne looks like she'd be up for anything, but you'd have to talk her into it. And that makes it way dirtier. He puts his hand on my shoulder and he goes, son, I have never been more proud of you than I am at this moment. <laughs> now Just, get out. I want to take a nap. Were you 50 at this point? <laughs> how, how old were you? I don't know. Elementary school. I don't kid, believe you know? a word of this story. <laughs> Not one. Not one word of that story is true. <laughs> Talk like a man in my house. In a prepubescent, Matt said, but she, you'll have to talk her into it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that happened. You'd have to convince her. <laughs> you fucking bullshit. It's bullshit. No, the real the real talk, because this was after, of course, I was reading all those Mac Bowling books. And I have to tell the listeners, I have to tell the listeners, we edited that part out of the previous shows because it was just, it was dreadful. (laughs) It was sad. It It was was a form of abuse. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway, my Uncle Richard used to have a van. Uncle Dick. Yeah. 
He was a painter, and he had all these porno, real hardcore porno eggs. He had a rape bag. And I found him and was like looking at him a day and got caught. So literally, my father brings me into the room. He hands me this little book, and he goes, I want you to read this. And if you have any questions, wake me up. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> and, yeah. And he literally laid down and went, and went to sleep. It's so important he had to nap. Right, and it's this little pamphlet, and it was like uh, a doctor talks to 10-year-olds or 8-year-olds or whatever it was, and it was all about sex. And I'm reading this, and I'm thinking, well, I already know this. I saw it in the porno mag because they had diagrams. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. This is the part where she's screaming in German. you know. And it's just... I mean, my uncle had nasty magazines like King Cunt and just hardcore magazines that I was looking at. I do my have one question, probably. Daddy. Why in this pamphlet did it not mention Shiza? Yeah. <laughs> I don't see Catwoman in here. It was ridiculous. And I, I said, well, I already know all this. I've seen it. So now, and then I'm thinking, well, now what am I going to do? Because if I leave, he's going to get mad. And if I, and if I wake him up, he's going to get mad. <laughs> so I just kind of sat there for a little bit. So but, well, anyway, he, he woke up and he goes, all right, do you have any questions? And I went, no. No, yeah. sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and he goes good get out <laughs> oh shit and he laid back down and went to sleep so i come out of the room and of course my mom's in the living room she's folding clothes or something with my brother and sister and she's looking at me like i just i had just been traumatized by something you got the thousand mile stare yeah and she's like are you okay and i'm like yeah i could use a drink <laughs> 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 you know did you understand the book and i'm like yeah oh i've you know i, I you were yeah, double teamed yeah, well, my mother, for, uh, may, I'm guaranteeing my mother made my father give me that thing. I thought it was like a couple of days later, whatever, my father goes, do you, you sure you don't have any questions about that thing? And I'm like, no. And he goes, yeah, well, you know, you know, you, you already saw it in those magazines. Yes, I do have a question. What What's the meaning of shaved quim? I don't, I don't <laughs> Matt, great news for the show. It's a very exciting time here at Shut Up, I'm Talking. We have our very first sponsor. Before you play the commercial, I want to say I really endorse this product. I literally have one in every room of the house. I'm sure you do, Matt. I can tell how excited you are about this product. Let's have a listen. And now a word from our sponsor. From the makers of Cat Dildos, it's Cat Dildo with Boyfriend Experience. The same anatomically correct original Cat Dildo your feline has come to love including the suction cup wall adapter. But Cat Dildo with Boyfriend Experience includes a timed climax with a milky ejaculate. She won't be bred, but she'll think she was. Be sure to buy enough Boyfriend Experience refills to satisfy your favorite pussy. Use promo code MATTISABITCH and get 1% off your first order. Cat Dildo with Boyfriend Experience. Available only at catdildowithboyfriendexperience.com. Shut up, I'm talking with Matt Powers and Larry King Guy. Available on YouTube, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio. Shut up, I'm talking. 